And I don't know, it's like putting it in. It is midnight in Cozy Corner and south of the border. Travel with us down to Mexico with Harvey Cartel, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, and Juliette Lewis for director Robert Rodriguez's 1996 From Dusk Till Dawn. We open all night. It is time for the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF. Cozy Corner Public Radio. May Gusta Salma Hayek. Oh, baby. Gusta Salma Hayek, indeed. Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very Santanico pandemonium co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Me gusta, Faith. (laughs) Thank you. Me gusta, Faith. Uh, Funny story uh, about the film we're talking about tonight. Faith, tell them what, what the film we're talking about tonight is. From dusk till dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn, <laughs> the film from director Robert Rodriguez and screenwriter and movie star <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. He is indeed one of the stars of this movie. This movie came out January 19th, 1996. <laughs> January 19th, 1996. This was the first movie I legally purchased a ticket to that was R-rated. <laughs> That is awesome. Yes, yes. When saw this movie in the theaters, first movie I saw as a seventeen-year-old that could that could officially buy R-rated tickets and not have to sneak in. So this is a very fun movie. This movie uh, is part of our January mystery thriller series. Now this is pretty much a straight horror movie. But uh, we, we've been doing these little supplemental episodes around the big episode, the big movie that we're doing. Now, this week's movie is Reservoir Dogs from Quentin Tarantino from 1992. This movie uh, shot in 1995, came out in 1996. So uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, pretty big name in the independent film market there in the 90s. Quentin Tarantino, possibly, probably, really, he was and still is the biggest you know, from that time. And like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas before them, they decided to join forces and make a movie. And I guess you could say that this is their Indiana Jones. I don't know. <laughs> so, Faith, uh, what did you think of From Dusk Till Dawn? Should we give a quick synopsis first? Because I feel like yeah. people out there listening have probably seen this movie. So the Gecko Brothers, played by George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, uh, pull a heist. They're trying to get across the border to Mexico to go to uh, El Rey is the name of the town. To get across the border, they kidnap Harvey Keitel and his family. And in their RV, they cross the border. They end up at a bar called the Titty Twister. The Titty Twister is run by vampires. 
They lock the doors. All hell ensues. Who will make it through the night? Watch the movie to find out. <laughs> That's about the long and short of it, isn't it? That's about it. What did you What did you think of From Dusk Till Dawn? Because I know this was a first time watch for you. Oh, I don't know if I actually have words. <laughs> this movie's crazy and so much fun. Really and is weird, and I loved every minute of it. The word that springs to mind for this film is trash. This is pure. <laughs> unadulterated trash <laughs> really from is? top to bottom uh like i said uh rodriguez had done el mariachi in 91 or 92 then he did desperado the big screen kind of remake of el mariachi with antonio banderas in 95 then this movie <laughs> comes next and uh these two guys really hit it off when they met tarantino and rodriguez and you could you could feel the synergy mm-hmm. between the two of them and I think this is just such a kick in the ass. It's so much fun. And what I love about this movie is it's two movies in one. It it's it's this kind of 1970s. I, I don't want to compare it to Badlands. It does not have the poetry of no. Terrence Malick's Badlands. But it's kind of got that like we're on the run thing, you yeah. know, that Badlands <laughs> has. And then, um, then it just turns into a vampire movie, you know. And it's like, if you've never seen it, if you've never read about it, if you've never heard of it, it's so unexpected. <laughs> because it's it's the movie's about an hour and 40 some odd minutes. And I think it's right at about the 55 minute mark where it just turns <laughs> and it is a different movie from from then on. And uh it's it's so much fun though you know? it really is so we mentioned the cast here we have harvey Keitel. we have george clooney quentin tarantino himself appears in the film juliette lewis we have tom savini the special effects makeup man who was involved in the creep show that we talked about uh recently uh fred williamson the hammer uh from the nfl played in super bowl one for the kansas city chiefs and uh, became a movie star after that blade in uh, several movies, uh, Black Caesar being one of them. He, he had a great career in the black exploitation era and uh, one of my favorites. And uh, he's in the movie. He has my favorite moment in this movie, I might add it. And there's a lot of favorite moments in this movie. But what is it? Fred Williamson, uh, when he tells the story of uh, killing the entire VC platoon, uh, it's my favorite moment. He's got that cigar hanging out of his mouth. He, he's so animated. Um he and Tom Savini, I think, are really great in this. We have Salma Hayek shows up. Kelly Preston makes a very small appearance, along with John Saxon from A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street and Black Christmas fame. Makes another just very small cameo. Blink it, blink and you'll miss him. And uh, Cheech Marin shows up in three yes. roles. Count them, one, two, three roles. <laughs> so, so, Faith, uh, what would you like to start? Would you like to start with the story or would you like to start with the cast? Because I'm, I'm good going on either one Me of them. Because I think you highly... Pay. Let's... Uh, Let's start with this cast, right. because I think the cast really carries and sells the trash here. Um, our four leads are played by Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, who was a TV actor at the time. Uh, uh, Quentin is in the movie as Richie and Juliette Lewis. So let's start with Harvey Keitel. Now, Harvey Keitel is the star of uh, Reservoir Dogs that we're going to be talking about. One of my favorite actors of all time. And also, I would like to add, very proud to announce here, that uh, he will be a recipient of the Billy Joel Award here on <laughs> the Late Night Fright. In case you don't know the Billy Joel story, I grew up my entire life. I'm Italian. Faith is Italian. I grew up my entire life thinking Billy Joel was Italian. It turns out he's Jewish. That 
is neither here nor there. It's just I was so sure he was Italian. Yeah. Harvey Keitel, for my entire life, I thought he was Italian. Guess what? He's Jewish. <laughs> so I actually did not know that until just now. Yeah. Yeah. Jewish. Uh, this is the James Conn Award. I'm sorry. It's yes. the James Conn Award that we give out. James Conn. My entire life watching The Godfather. Thought he was Italian. He's Jewish. And again, no, that's not, I'm not saying, oh, that's bad. No, it's just, it's so funny to me that you think these guys are Italian. Well, you know, he's an honorary Italian. He is us. an honorary Italian. <laughs> Harvey Keitel, Academy Award nominee. He plays Jacob. He's the patriarch of the little family that is uh, on their little motorhome trip. He's lost his wife. There's some elements that I see that uh, M. Night Shyamalan used in signs later down the road with the wife was in the accident for six hours before they were able to pull her out and he's lost his faith. I was like, I wonder where Knight got that idea from. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Harvey Keitel as Jacob? I really liked him. I thought he was, I liked his transition through the movie of, you know, kind of being closed off and not having that faith. And then at the end, <laughs> he's sitting there shooting, you know, the yeah. vampires. He has the biggest arc through the movie for sure. Yeah. And uh, the way that he, he kind of comes into it, as you said, he, he becomes a badass yeah, throughout the much. movie. Yeah. And I think everybody kind of becomes more of a badass by the time this is over. So I, I liked his whole look he had going on. Yeah, beard and the glasses. Yeah. Was he wearing glasses? He was wearing okay. glasses. <laughs> was yeah, he? yeah, and uh, heroic too. He gets bitten. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to turn? He knows he's going to turn, and he decides to fight it out until until it's time for him to uh, exit stage <laughs> left with half of his head missing. <laughs> so, no, it was it was he was really great. Harvey's Harvey's one of those guys. He's always great. You know, oh, yeah. he's uh he's great right now in The Irishman on Netflix. You know, that big Scorsese production, and again, always great. So, uh, you know, and he looked like he was having fun, too. Oh, I think so. I think it's kind of hard not to in this movie. Yeah, totally. Uh, The second lead here, at least uh, in the credits list, is George Clooney. George Clooney had been bumming around Hollywood for a long time, was on the Facts of Life, was the biggest thing he had done up until ER hit. He is Hollywood royalty. His his aunt was Rosemary Clooney. And his cousin, uh, Miguel Ferrer, who was in Twin Peaks and a whole bunch of other stuff. Wonderful actor. He, he recently passed a few years ago. Uh, he first cousins with him. But uh, he didn't really come to national prominence until ER. He hadn't quite become a movie star yet. This is still a few years off. So this is really kind of one of the first big ones for him where he's a star of the movie. He plays Seth Gecko, the leader of the Gecko brothers, because let's face it, Richie Gecko played by Quentin isn't all there in the head. Um, what did you think of Clooney? And I will uh, alleviate some of it for you. I know you're not a huge fan of Clooney. Um, so, so the pressure's off. You don't have to go there with, with you not liking Clooney. <laughs> I didn't hate him here. That's what was kind of shocking because you're right. I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of him for some odd reason. But he didn't bother me even though, you know, he was a jerkwad most of the movie. Yeah. You know, threatening to kill him if they didn't cooperate and all this. I mean, but he really didn't bother me. I think Clooney in this movie is really, really good. I wish this was Clooney from two years later. Like, I feel like he's not quite there yet right. because I actually enjoy a lot of his work. And uh, I'll say this, his work in a 1998 movie called Out of Sight uh, with uh, Jennifer Lopez, another one who I'm not a huge fan of. They give two of my favorite performances ever in movies in this little Steven, Steven Soderbergh movie. Fantastic. He deserved an Oscar for that. He is wonderful in that movie. He's 
everything you want cool chill <laughs> badass you know and boy i just wish it was two years later you know what i mean yeah. like he's fine He's fun. He seems to be having fun. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like he telegraphs a little here. And again, uh, he Clooney became becomes a much better actor as his career goes goes yeah, on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can agree with that. So, uh, Juliette Lewis is an Academy Award nominee for her work in Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear. She was a teenager when she got that Academy Award nomination. She is uh, an odd duck at times. I believe, and she yeah. is kind of an odd duck here. What did you think of Juliette Lewis playing Harvey Keitel's daughter here, uh, Kate? I believe is her name. Is it Kate? I think so. I think it's Kate. Yeah, I think so. I actually really liked her here. Yeah, you know, she, like me said, too. She's, she's an oddball. I think there are moments where you could really like her, and you know, sometimes she's a little, you know, out there. But I really, I really liked her here. I think she kind of grounded it well. In a she way, she has. This weird innocence mm-hmm. about her that's not exactly innocent, if that makes yeah. <laughs> any sense whatsoever. It does. But she does ground the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, you you see it a lot through her eyes at times. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel, you know, and uh, some of the faces she makes are so funny. <laughs> They're so funny, you know, and her voice is so odd, you know. and, and It really is. And there's something I just love about her, too. You know, it's just... <laughs> Uh, she's uh, she's an odd duck, and I mean that lovingly because I I do have an affinity for the odd duck, and uh, I think this is kind of movie like okay, so it's a movie that's about uh, 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 you know two guys on the run who kidnap a family, and then it turns into a vampire movie. Yeah, and Juliette Lewis is going to be in it. Yeah, well of course she is. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things, and she had done Natural Born Killers that Quentin had written and she was also in a movie called California with Brad Pitt. So yeah, I mean, she's got chops, you know, yeah. she, I thought she was a lot of fun here. So let's, uh, let's finally get to it. The last of the four <laughs> names above the title. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about him quite a bit on the show as a director and as a writer. We haven't really talked about him too much as an actor. And here's our chance. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino plays Richie Gecko, brother of Seth Gecko, the, uh, Beavis to Seth's butthead. Uh, he is a uh, violent sociopath and also a bit of a pervert. And uh, Faith, what did you think of Quentin Tarantino as Richie Gecko? Oh, he was my favorite part. <laughs> he's straight up my favorite part of this movie. I mean, he's so weird and kind of creepy, but. <laughs> and that little and endearing, too, you know, that little soft uh, voice that he has. <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment of his is the uh, when he's putting in his little bite plate, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, Clooney has to tell him, you know, Richie, put in your uh, bite plate, whatever they call it. Uh, the mouth guard? Mouth guard. <laughs> Richie, put in your mouth guard. And he puts the mouth guard in. He's guarding the two kids in the back. <laughs> and they're looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? And uh, no words are exchanged. And he just looks up at him. He goes, I grind my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Just very soft and. Yeah, like a child. Yeah, he's I, very much like a child. I love when he asks the lady to come sit on the bed and watch TV with us. Like, Would you like to come on the bed and watch some TV with me? Come on. So come on. It's creepy. It's, it is. It's really creepy, but there's something very endearing and sweet. Is that the yeah, word? I mean, I, it's like I guess he's a little off, so it like, seems kind of sweet in a way. I don't know. Weird is definitely the and he and uh, Seth Gecko are having a little bit of a power struggle, you know, in, in uh-huh. 
I mean, you can tell that Seth's the alpha, but there are times when there's a little bit of a power struggle. So, well, anyway, so they get to the titty twister, and then it just turns right into a vampire movie after we get one of the greatest dance scenes ever filmed in any movie ever in the history of ever. I know. I mean, even I was like sitting there like, oh my God. Yeah. Sama Hayek shows up as Santanico Pandemonium. She dances with a big snake. I am phobic of snakes. I'm not scared of them. I'm phobic of them. I didn't even notice a snake. She's wearing a burgundy bikini with uh, this headdress thing on. Eh, whatever. Uh, she she dances and all is right with the world. And uh, yeah, when I saw this movie back in 1996 on my birthday, happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy birthday to me. It turns into a vampire movie after that. Faith, what did you think about the vampire movie aspect of this? Because uh, the road picture, I think it's so fun mm-hmm. and and there's some great character moments and there's some honest to God tension through it too. Then it just turns into this comic book orgy of blood, you know? And, uh, what did you think about that aspect of the movie? I, I think it was weird. That's like my word of the night. It was very different, obviously. Because there's no foreshadowing for it. There's nothing <laughs> that comes in the, in the first hour that tells you, but, you know, this is going to turn into this vampire. I think movie. that's why I like it. Yeah. Even, you know, I mean, because it's like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. It's because, I mean, I knew what it was about, but if I didn't, it just would have just hit you in the face because it's just, there it is. I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah. it's. But I definitely could have seen what was happening in the first half of the movie continue on. Yeah. That would have been cool, too. But yeah. again, let's switch it up. And <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because, like, the first hour is kind of a uh, that Tarantino talking thing, mm-hmm. you know? And we're going to talk a little bit about the Tarantino talking thing when we do Reservoir Dogs on the show, which is coming up. But uh, then it turns into just this cartoon, you know, and there's not a lot of talking. It's just this orgy of blood. Um, I would like to add a little bit of trivia. Uh, This was considered uh, in the run to be a Tales from the Crypt movie, the the follow up to Demon Knight. So uh, they went a different direction with Bordello of Blood. And uh, funny enough how things wrap back around. We mentioned Bordello of Blood on the blowout episode because that was written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis and John Milius was a huge fan of that. So they went with that vampire movie instead of, uh, uh, from dusk till dawn and Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about it as, as a horror movie looking at that last hour, you know, um, what do you think about, about those aspects of it? Can we have a, it's funny. It feels like we haven't talked about a horror movies in a while. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I can obviously see, the horror there i think it's more of that uh it's funny to me i mean does that make is that there's an element with robert rodriguez both of these guys but robert rodriguez in particular where i find his violence to be cartoonish yeah and over the top and it just becomes funny with that said there are some honest to god stakes in the movie and i don't mean of the wooden variety i mean (laughs) like there are some stakes in the movie you know uh, because people die you know main characters die richie gets taken out you know, right after they get into the titty twister. And uh, it, so, I mean, you don't know who's going to live and who's going to die, which it's a neat tone that's established and it's very expertly handled. I really, you know, I really mean that because, yeah. you know, any of them could have died at any time during that movie. And uh, Clooney and Juliet Lewis walk out or the only two that walk out. So <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, no, there's a cartoonish element to it. And, yeah. I, and I love that. And I love the creativity with the kills. With the drill, with the stake, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the super soakers, with the holy water, 
you know, with uh, uh, throwing them on the table legs, which I thought yeah. was hysterical. And I love the little conversation that they have about, uh, you know, what do we know about vampires? And all anybody knows is what they know from the movies. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a little commentary, too. I did. I actually like that. I like the little nod to, you know, the old movies and, and uh, werewolves and stuff like that. I thought that Peter was Cushing nice, got yeah. name dropped, too, yep. which was which was I great. I like that a lot. Uh, what did you think about the look of the vampires? They were interesting. They looked. What's what's a good word to describe them? Uh, Monstrous. Yeah, they were also kind of like, what did they remind me of? Um, Almost alien-esque in a way with that. They're like dogs or some type of yeah. animal or, yeah. I don't know. Kind of animalistic. Uh, I say alien just because of some of those heads mm-hmm. that they had, the little fin-looking yeah. things I thought were kind of. They kinda, were definitely different looking. <laughs> yeah, I liked them. I did too. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. Like, so they had that, that kind of cartoonish feel, I think, to them. And Yes. They were different. Before we go any further in this show, I have to mention that we failed to mention one of the greatest actors of all time is in this film, and we didn't mention him in the list. Danny Trejo is in this oh, movie yeah. as the bartender. How do you forget him? How do you, how do you forget Danny Trejo? This is no really idea. when he was kind of getting started, too. Mm-hmm. And I love Danny Trejo. I, I do, too. <laughs> I think he's one of the great guys out there, too. I, I think he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I've heard he's just a, a teddy bear. And I uh, love seeing him in the movie. But uh, what did you think about the little supporting cast here in, in the Titty Twister, especially because you don't have many people in the road movie. But when you get to this vampire movie, you got quite a few. Cheech Marin uh, uh, delivers one of my favorite oh, monologues man. of all time that I will not repeat here on the show. Is it the uh, right when they get to the Titty Twister? Uh, the uh, the kitty cat mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. monologue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you can find it anywhere, love it. That's not what he says. But if you've seen the movie, no. you know. I, I, did, were you laughing at that? Oh, yeah. Anything Cheech Marin says, I think I'll laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. No, I think uh, I think it was a, a good choice of people. To, yeah, to Fred support. Williamson, the the hammer. Seeing him and Tom Savini as a... Uh, I really like Tom Savini in it. Uh, Love Machine, was that his name? Love Sex Machine. Sex Machine. Sex Machine. <laughs> With the uh, six gun... <laughs> With the six-gun belt, which uh, was very, very funny. <laughs> Tom Savini uh, stole so much of this movie from me with his uh, expressions, mm-hmm. his cartoonish facial expressions <laughs> when he was turning into a vampire, yes. which I thought was just priceless. But Fred Williamson telling the story about killing the VC <laughs> was just so funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> He really was. <laughs> and uh, I, I liked it. I liked the way that the stakes kept getting upped with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they close the doors. You're stuck in there. They attack. You lose some people. You're able to fight them off. Then the bats come. So yes. more vampires. You know, then one of you turn. And so then the door gets open and you got to fight and you get stuck and mm-hmm. cornered and all this. So I thought just as a suspenseful ride, it's it's great. It, like, what I'm trying to say is as a movie, it's very well done. Oh, yeah. I think but so. But as a piece of trash, <laughs> this is excellent. There is none better than From Dust Till Dawn. No. Best piece of trash out there. Yeah. How do you feel? Because you've seen uh, you've seen most everything Quentin's done now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? I know he didn't direct this. He did write it. And there was a lot of input from Robert Rodriguez uh, in this. How did you, uh, how do you feel this kind of fits in with his filmography? Does this feel like? something very Tarantino-esque to you. It does. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I think, especially, you know, going into tomorrow's show, like Reservoir Dogs, he does something that not a lot of people do for me, and it's, he literally captures me as soon as the movie comes on. Like, instantly. Rather, like, I know he didn't direct it, but 
just everything these people are saying, what's going on, he always finds a way. Like, I'm always like, okay, I can't move. I have to watch this movie. And I right. feel like that's where I was. Um, I, I know ex- I know exactly what you mean. And uh, like I said, I just think this is one of the great pieces of trash ever made. And I, I lovingly, I'm saying that. Yeah, you know, lovely the cast, trash. The cast looks like it's having a ball. You know, it's a fun story. It's, it's fun seeing two movies butted up against mm-hmm. each other. Um, you know, kind of a young Clooney, you know, coming into his own. But yeah. uh, uh, who do who do we just say? Um, uh, Salma Hayek, you mm-hmm. know, getting to see Salma. Still, she was still relatively new too. I yeah. mean, Desperado had just she had just done that in the states. So I mean, she was this was still new, and that's yeah. what a lot of people remember from this movie. Rightfully so, is her dancing. <laughs> you know, again, I can, I can see why. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And here's another fun little bit of trivia. This is the movie that gave us George Clooney as Batman because director Joel Schumacher had lost Val Kilmer. He saw the poster for from Dust Till Dawn and he drew the cowl on Clooney. Mm-hmm. He said, well, that looks like it works and brought him in. So that's that's how it happens, folks. That's that's how you cast Batman. That's right. I've said it before about Clooney's Batman. Uh, I try not to talk about that movie too much, but uh, I I feel like given the right material, he could have been really great. I do like his Bruce Wayne a lot, and that seems to be the consensus on that. But uh, anyway, this I, I think this movie is just cool. It really you know, is. It, it really, it's just cool. It's fun. It's, it was so much fun to watch. I I don't know that this is saying anything bigger than being entertaining. Right. You know. Um, yes, Quentin's sir. movies, you can always find something in there. And, and I'm not saying there's not. I rewatching this, I just went, no, this is just a kick in the ass. You I know? think that's, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and I thought it was, I thought it would be good for us to get back because this, I don't feel like this is the kind of movie where you do a whole episode on it. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is a great little supplemental episode oh, for, yeah. for this month with, with doing Reservoir Dogs. And here's, here's a movie where, um, because independent cinema in the 90s, it came into its own. I mean, Reservoir Dollars, we're going to talk about that. Uh, El Mariachi, as we said, Kevin Smith with Clerks. All these people were popping up. And this is where you have two of those guys meeting, you know, formally mm-hmm. on Quentin had done Desperado uh, in 95. But here, here they're working together, you know, on something. And I think it's I, I think it's great. I think I think both of them are in this movie and it's both of their styles. You know, yeah. I, and so. then they would come back and do Grindhouse. And we still have to do Planet Terror. Yes. Because we did Death Proof, we need to do Planet Terror, yes. and uh, I I like them, I, I like both of them, <laughs> a lot a lot a lot of fun. Uh, if you have not seen From Dust Till Dawn, please do. you need to. If it has been a long time since you've seen From Dust Till Dawn, guess what? It's still just as fun and batshit crazy as you remember. And uh, that's really all I have to say about it. It's a great time. I think it's a great time capsule. I think it's a great yeah. little you know mid nineties. Uh, time capsule yeah, so it's definitely fun to watch check it out leave your brain at the door just have a good time <laughs> have a good time with it so faith anything you'd like to add i think that's it what about you i, th- I think that's it i um i just recently celebrated my 41st birthday and uh no one has gotten salma hayek to dance for me yet <laughs> i tried i'm sorry she was unavailable it's been 25 years now or so <laughs> and still 24 years nothing <laughs> Nothing, you people out there. It's like you don't even know me. Well, Faith, uh, should we tell them to keep their... Uh, what, should, what should they keep on a leash today? Should they, 
See, they keep their uh, vampire. Keep their vampire. Yeah. Keep their Richie. <laughs> keep their Richie gecko. Keep their gecko on a leash. How's that? There you go. All right. Well, uh, Mystery Thriller Month continues tomorrow with Reservoir Dogs, and uh, all of our episodes are available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're a return listener to Cozy Corner, thank you for tuning in again and for your continued support. If this has been your first time listening. We apologize, but we hope you come. We hope you come back. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to (laughs) keep keep your your gecko gecko on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side.